Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Papa. I'm Sam Nittidlady. So what? Welcome to Life Logistics. Uh, the episode where we try to right some wrongs, improve some lives, and just make everything just fucking better. Yeah. Just make the world a better place. We mean no harm. Because a lot of it comes down to logistics, ultimately. You know, you can go and see... Life. You can go and see a shaman, right? You can go and mm-hmm. see a therapist. Uh, you can go and get, um, I don't know, hot stones put all over your body. But ultimately, yeah, you can find religion. I'm not saying any... All of those things might help. But You could pay a woman mm. to put a dog collar around your neck yeah. and then lead you through the streets of London mm. at 6.30 in the morning. Ma- or, march, or, or march you around a paddock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. If you want to do that, it might help. All of these things, <laughs> they've all got virtues. I, I'm, you know, I'm open-minded to anything that might help, but... A lot of it. No one else is getting hurt. What gets what gets overlooked is that a lot of it is logistical, right? So, like <laughs> exactly, life, yeah. life. You know, everyone's trying to make sense of life. Everyone's trying to think, oh, how can I find happiness? How can I feel content? Or whatever it is, right? And nowadays, everyone's thinking there's a big secret that they can learn or train themselves to understand, right? But really, the truth is sometimes more mundane. Sometimes it's just about, you know, knowing what time is best to get up in the morning. Or, you know, <laughs> if you've got to work out a train route, right, for the best available price, um, but taking up the least time. Sometimes yeah. it's just, you know, listen, keep it simple. Look right ahead, right? Look right ahead. Yeah. Plan ahead when you're going to get the best prices, aren't you? Yeah. On trains. L- live live first first. Yeah, the oh, um, we came up with wasn't it? Did we live face first? So. We, you've only got one face. You've only got one face or something. So live face first. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be a fucking book and a downloadable course <laughs> that we're going to make available for a huge sum of money. I think it was a precursor to live out loud. I <laughs> try to approach I, things face first. I've probably spoken before about this thing, Andy's Man Club, which I went to once. And wrote about, and it's really good, right? Although I say that, I've only been once, but that's because they don't have them in London. It's really weird. There's loads of them up north, 
but it was started by this bloke. It's a northern thing. Fuck it's, off. It is. It's northern, right? It's really northern. Probably why it's good, to be honest, right? Because it's like... In, in Straight the, talking northern stuff. It's northern you therapy. You can't have that down south. Have you seen that thing in Viz, actually, where they had... It, it was almost Andy's Man Club, but as a joke, they have a Yorkshireman, dial a Yorkshireman, right? <laughs> and it was for plain, plain talking, no-nonsense therapy. <laughs> yeah. And it went something Pull like... Pull yourself together. Yeah, and it said something like... Dual Walk per- it off. Dual personality. Never heard out so daft in my life. <laughs> Good personality. Decide on it. Stick to it. But Get the, on with it. The bloke who runs it, who's a former rugby league player, uh, like most people in the North Star, as I understand it, and <laughs> Sir Andy Man Club. Yeah, I had a, I had a, um, a coffee with him and interviewed him, and he kept going to me. You know, I said, "So what's the secret?" You know, because it's, it's all about. It's like blokes getting together and just chatting, but it's not like, "Hey man, tell me about your feelings," like it probably would do in the Ponzi South. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like this. How's your week been? Yeah, well, it's quite shit actually. I had a gas bill to pay, and my ex-wife has been giving me shit over something, you know. And so it's quite good because it was just sort of talking normally about. It's like a right good moan up, and also yeah. piss taking was allowed, which I liked, right? Because <laughs> someone would go, ah. Oh, well, it's been another fucking nightmare waiting for the boiler to be fixed. I've been on some British gas and everyone's like, oh, fucking hell, not your boiler again. Except it was like this. Oh, not your bloody boiler again. <laughs> you whinging cunt. Yeah. But I said to this bloke, well, let's see, uh, what's the secret then? He went, it's just keep it simple, isn't it? That's what you've got to do. you just got to keep it simple. Yeah. And I said, yeah. but what do you mean by that? And then he was in the middle of... He, he didn't understand why I didn't understand, because I was thinking there must be more to it. And then someone... The waiter served me in this bar room. The waiter served me a glass of sparkling water. And it was so weird. I picked the glass of water up, and the bottle of the bottom of the glass tumbler just fell off. It just fell Fucking off hell. the bottom of the glass. I'd never seen that, that, that something like that in the before. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this happen. was in the south, because I'd met him at King's oh. Cross Station when he was passing through, right? <laughs> Pass it through away, you cunt. It was passing through the south, right? And uh, and the glass. Come down, have a look at it. Just fucking fell See off. See if it's all it's cracked up to be. I've had a look round, and I tell you what, it's not fucking that impressive. I don't know what they're always harping on about. <laughs> it's, full of, it's full of fucking fumes and cunts. <laughs> uh, and and it just the water and the glass went everywhere, and I was about to really freak out about it. Like, fuck it up. Mm. What the fuck's going on here? They give me mm. a dodgy glass. Oh, fuck, there's water everywhere. And he just, without stopping to say anything, he got up and he grabbed from somewhere, I don't know where, a big roll of paper that they have to clean things up with. There was one mm. on the bar. And he grabbed it and he didn't stop talking to me. And without kind of almost breaking eye contact with me, he got all these paper towels and he sort of cleaned all the water up, picked up the bits of glasses and went mm-hmm. over and chucked them in a bin and then carried on talking. And I thought, mm-hmm. fucking hell, that was quite impressive. And then later on, he referred back to it, because I said again, but what do you mean keep it to me? And he went, well, you know earlier when that bl- gr- glass broke in your hand? And I went, yeah, and he went, did you see what I did? I just fucking cleaned it up. Yeah. I didn't start fucking crying and freaking out. I yeah. just cleaned it up and carried on the conversation. He could yeah. have stopped and fucking really got very wound up about that. He goes, and in the old days, I would have done... And he had, you know, it's all like 
In the old days, I pro- you know, who knows, I might have gone on a drinking binge, done a load of coke, and then gone and beaten up three bouncers in the town centre. But now, I'm much more relaxed. <laughs> and I this, this happened to me last night. I had a Chinese takeaway, as I mentioned on the last episode, yeah. for BT. And I had, uh, we had we had some barbecue spare ribs. My son had some on his plate. I had a couple left that were still in the in the carton, in the barbecue yeah. sauce. And I was Lovely. eating off one of those trays, one of those lap trays, because we were watching the telly. Yeah. And I, as I, I, I knocked the, the the tray of barbecue sauce, and it went off the tray. Some went on the floor. Some went on the arm of the sofa. It's a dark sofa, so it wasn't you know too bad. Yeah, too much of a dark carpet as well. And I got up and I just cleaned it up. And I just thought to myself, normally I would be like going, "Oh fucking hell, fuck's sake!" I'm trying to sit down and eat my tea. Exactly. And th- this is happening. Exactly. Last night, for whatever reason, I don't know. I didn't. I just cleaned it up and just went. Oh well, exactly. And let me chow in. They say I don't know what triggered that, but they, there you go. There's no use crying over spilt milk, is there? Exactly. Right? And that exactly. is a right old sort of cliche saying, but ultimately it's fucking right. I mean, you know, cliches are cliches because they're generally exactly. based in truth. And usually Shakespeare you know. made them up, didn't he? Usually Shakespeare, yeah. You've yeah. got a pair, he's a state. Hey. A couple of pence every time he uses one. Here's another good one. This was shaking. Here's another good one that I've come up with. No use crying over spilt milk. Right. Yeah, bang. Bang. <laughs> Think of another one in a minute. We can a monitor. Bird in the hands worth two in the bush. Don't know what that means, but sounds good. Bang. Bang. Knock it out. You T-shirts, you, mugs. You can't get quicker than a quick fit fitter. Bang. <laughs> I put that in a tale of two cities. <laughs> I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. How about that one? <laughs> Feels like a chart top of that one. You to me are everything. The sweetest song that I can sing. <laughs> oh, baby. Recognise that, the- do you? That's right, because it was in Midsummer Night's fucking dream. Here's one. You're about as easy as a nuclear war. <laughs> what do you think of that one? And what was really prophetic about that is that nuclear power... Nuclear weapons and or energy hadn't even been invented back then when I wrote it, but I predicted it. <laughs> oh god! Uh, Luke oh. Luke Ambler is the name of the guy from Andy's Man Club. Fucking go right. to it if you're listening and you're yeah. in a northern. If you're in, particularly if you're living in one of the rugby league, um, <laughs> what do you call heartlands? Right? There's yeah. fucking. If you if you li- if you're really into rugby league and you're listening to this, I tell you there'll be an Andy's Man Club near you. It's every Monday night, it's seven every o'clock. Corner. Monday, seven o'clock, Halifax, Wigan, Bradford, right? Hulkingston <laughs> oh, Rovers. The near yeah, Hull. The nearest there is in the south is Peterborough. That's the one I went to. You've got to get on the you've got to get on the LNER train up to Peterborough to get one, which is a northern train. Yeah, the only thing that you have anyone can go as long as you have a cauliflower ear. <laughs> <laughs> so which I I'm don't looking. because I'm from the south, so my ears are in perfect nick. But I got a um putty one from the joke shop. Yeah. Oh, there's one in Sunderland. That's nice. Yeah. Fucking go down there, mate. All it is is a, all it is is a chat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's really good because uh, basically at the Andy from the title, it was his brother-in-law mm. and his brother-in-law killed it, killed himself, took, took his own life and no one saw it coming because he just was like mm. a dad and he seemed perfectly happy. He never spoke about him doing his feelings. He just seemed like a normal bloke. A bit like, remember when Gary Speed did it and everyone said, well, 
there must be some dark secret here because we don't. Mm. There's a mystery here because he never mentioned it. Well, that's the old point. 90% of fucking blokes don't until it's too late. So that's why he started yeah. the club and his man club. Bang. Yeah. Get down there. Bang. All right, lads. Yeah, they're doing them on online at the minute, obviously because of uh, mm. the current circumstances. But uh, yeah, one in Sunderland. Good stuff. Yeah, they're all over the north. <laughs> fucking hell. And Scotland as well, but not any, how do you say? There's no. one in Exeter. We have one rule. Nothing in the south. They don't understand it. <laughs> There's one in Exeter, one in Plymouth, but they must be people from the north who've decamped down south, I reckon. Yeah. Plus, Plymouth, I've never been there, but from what <clears> I've heard is it's got a touch of the northern, the, the classic northern city about it, yeah. to be honest. you know, Seaport. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's, it's, it's quite rough. <laughs> it's a rough place, Plymouth. Um, Good stuff, but right? Anyway, oh, yeah, get, get, get down to club. Andy's man club, everyone. It's a, it is, it is simply a right laugh, and yeah. you'll come away. You know, everyone's just going, yeah, fucking, right. you know, life's a pain in the ass, isn't it? But there you go. Good stuff. Um, here's a tweet from Dan, Daniel Harding, um, Life Logistics, driving home from Studland Beach, and I passed two pubs called the Black Dog Inn. Never, oh, yeah. ever heard of a pub called this. Then I get in. First thing on TV is a bloke sat outside the dog inn. Yeah. On the telly. What's the Cosmos saying? Maybe it's saying get a dog. Life logistics advice, please. Mm. Don't get a dog because you've fucking seen a, a pub called the dog inn on the telly. You can't base a decision like getting a dog on something as fucking flimsy as that. Getting a dog's a major commitment. Like they say, dogs not just for Christmas, a dog is forever. And fucking hell, they are forever as well. And of you're going to need some kind of support network if you've got any kind of job where you need to travel now and again. Oh, yeah, someone's got to come around and water your dog. Water the or, dog? Or if you're my brother, Cass, your wife might go on holiday. And then what are you going to do? You're going to have to put the dog in kennels so you can focus on having yeah. a Chinese takeaway every night for three weeks. Yeah, and if you go along and have a look at the kennels, you know, if your dog's used to comfort and luxury and being pampered, the kennels—they're quite brutal. Mm. Concrete still, floors. I still cannot believe that my brother did that. Right, this dog Jerry. <laughs> Put the dog in the kennels. He's almost like the whole family's dog, right? Because he's been mm. around for fucking years, and it's been the main dog in the family. So we all love this dog, right? And he's a—he's a—he's a timid little fucker. You know, he's. Mm. He's shy. He's a little Jack Russell, but he's not the yappy, aggressive sort. He's pretty shy. He's not sure of himself. And I can't believe that my brother was just like, ah, missus is going away. <laughs> Fuck looking after that dog. I'll stick it in kennels. I'll, it'll just get in the Ooh. way when I'm just trying to fucking vibe out on my own in my rig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Having my bottle of co-op wine and my Chinese takeaway for three weeks straight. I mean, I've got it all lined up. It's all sorted out in my head. And let me tell you, the dog's not playing any part whatsoever in it. it I mean, the dog doesn't sound like a very high-maintenance kind of dog. No. I mean, he needs walking and feeding. That's it. But uh, Jack Russell's don't need that much walking, do they? You put them out in the fucking back garden. Yes, let him fucking run around in circles. They've got a big back garden anyway. But no. don't, don't, no, Daniel, don't get a dog based on the fact that you've just seen a pub called the Dog Inn and then some cunt sat outside on the telly. Also, another bit of dog advice if you do get a dog, get the fucker insured. 
for oh. medical veterinary bills for fuck's sake because you, you might end up what was that someone tweeted a, um, a newspaper headline they'd, they'd seen and it was something like I bought a dog um, three days later it cost me £7,000 in vet bills and it was dead <laughs> <laughs> they're not an investment that I'll tell happen. you that that could happen I'm telling you I tell you what a so, dog if you're looking to invest money then don't consider a dog as an investment because mm. it's it'll depreciate from the moment you take it off the uh, tarmac. Exactly. Yeah. First <laughs> the minute you ride it off. Yeah. It's you just, ride away on it. That's it. It depreciates straight away. <laughs> so if you're looking to get the dog and sell it on, you're never gonna <laughs> you, you're never gonna make a profit. No way. Yeah, it's not like wine or like vinyl or something like that. It doesn't get. Um, no, you'll have to sell it. Doesn't it. increase in volume. No, because even if it did, the moment it kind of even approaches being classic or retro, like a retro dog is like an Alsatian or yeah. a Lassie dog. I can't remember yeah. what their real names are. Or an Afghan hound. These are the dogs of our, dog. of our youth, right? These are 70s slash 80s dogs. And you can still get them, but none of the originals. Mm. They're all reproductions because the originals, dead before you could... Austria mongrel. You Stream can't get them anymore. No. Used to be ten you know, a penny wandering the streets. Yeah, every yeah. town, some some towns, every street had a stray mongrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my dog Bella was a mongrel and was more or less stray because we were so lazy we'd just let her out the front, even though we lived next to the A4, and that's how <laughs> and that's how she got raped by um, an Afghan hound. Oh, I remember, yeah. And then she birthed a load of psychotic puppies, yeah, many of which had to be terminated. Not by us, but by their subsequent by owners. Professional Terminator. I mean, did you not when you sent her <laughs> out of the morning? Did you not check that she had a doggy condoms with her? Just you in know case what? She got I, lucky. I was thinking I could sell the story of Bella's life to Ken Loach in case he was interested in making a dog Ken Loach film. Because <laughs> it is like her life was like a Ken Loach film, right? First, she was a stray <laughs> mongrel. Then she got captured and put in Batsy Dog's home. Then an entirely mm. unsuitable, fucking dysfunctional family who had enough problems looking after themselves decided, probably thinking that the dog might be a sticking plaster, to get a fucking dog, right? And then she, she ended up living with us and we let her out the front to play on her own and she got sexually assaulted by an Afghan from up, up the flats. It lived in the same flats that Pancho <laughs> lived in. It came up, sexually assaulted her, then she had a load of puppies that went fucking bananas. Mm. And then, a few years after that, she died of cancer. So, it's a pretty... It, it, Ken Loach yeah. would lap this there, up. It's all isn't it? Yeah. The whole story arc. Do you think Ken Loach would do it as uh, one of those ones where you get dogs to pretend as though they're talking? Yeah. Or would he do it as an animation, do you think? Um, I think with CGI... I don't know if you've seen the CGI version of Lion King or Jungle Book... He might try and no. use some of that technology. Because it exists, doesn't it? It's it there, isn't it? It exists now, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good, and he could get celebrities to do the voices. But look, Lord, he, could call I think... it, he could call it dog slag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Bella was a slag. She wasn't, but I don't know. I could just imagine that, that was sounds what society quite... saw her as, exactly. wasn't it? That was I, what she was I seen as. It sounds Lochian as a title. Yeah. I imagine the yeah. film poster <laughs> being that. Dogs like sprayed on a wall, on a brick wall. 
Well, wasn't it? Wasn't it Ken Loach who did that sixties film called Poor Cow? Yeah, exactly. I think That's it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's in that vein, isn't it? <laughs> Dog slag. Poor cow. <laughs> Ken Loach is so mental, isn't he? I'm calling it Poor Cow. <laughs> That's that is what many of them refer to their women folk, as you know, on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> in their parlours. <laughs> I have gone undercover in a foundry. <laughs> And I have been jotting down their dialogue. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ken Lodge. Fucking okay, hell. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. What else we got? I've got some emails here that have come in. I don't know what to do with this one. This is from Terry. And he says, uh, lads, <laughs> okay, ever since seeing a man get tasered in the eye, I can't get triggered anymore. Mm. <laughs> you say that, Sam, you went, mm, as if that's a regular, mm, yeah. regular that, thing you've that, heard of. That happens to a lot of guys who've been tasered in the eye. Um, I don't know whether it's sort of like reflexology. You know, one well, nerve ending him. connects to another. It was Terry that got tasered. He just saw someone else get uh, tasered. Yeah. And now he can't get triggered. Well, Any advice now that, and get back to a good trigger in his It's, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. That's which, what it is, yeah. Which has yeah. a, it can have an effect on your sex drive, can't it? It has a knock-on effect on the penis, yeah, generally. Yeah. Not always, <laughs> but I think it's pretty common. If you speak to these fellas who've come back from Afghanistan... <laughs> Often they can't get it up because they've seen well, too much like horror. Prince Andrew couldn't sweat, could he? Prince Andrew couldn't sweat for 15 years. That was post-traumatic stress disorder. Exactly, yeah. Or what was his fucking trauma that he went through? Helicopter gunship fire. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> couldn't sweat in now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, go to therapy, go to Andy's man club. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be our go-to response for pretty much anything from now on. Get, get on yeah, pass it. It's but sort of you Move fucking do it. We're getting a, we're getting a few too many like serious questions, so we're going to subcontract out to Andy's man club. <laughs> and if you live in the south, set one up yourself. Well, that is Still true. A good chat with any, yourself. Anyone can set it up. And I went with my anyone? mate. Well, you have to ask. You can't just yeah. do it. you can't rip them off. But there's it's well, like there must fr- be some kind of like uh, yeah, yeah. you know interview yeah. process with it's Andy a, himself. It's a franchise, right? Yeah. So you got to buy into it, I suppose, and then you go and speak to to um, Luke and Blood, the You've boss. Got to get screened. Who's Andy then? If Luke's running, and it? Andy's the bloke who died, his brother-in-law. Oh, gotcha. So he's named right. in tribute to him. Gotcha. And um, 
Yeah, so you got to ask, but like, yeah, me and my when me and my mate went, who's had uh, similar uh, problems to me, and so we went along, and uh, we both kind of in well, we both uh, enjoyed it. It's a weird thing to say because it, you know, it's, I suppose it's quite serious, but it was enjoyable because the other blokes there were like nice, you know, and you just mm. had like a laugh, and they were just normal and down to earth, and there was no kind of bullshit talk or anything, and. Um, and then we, as we were leaving, he says, yeah, it's a shame there's not one in London. And this is the nearest one we go to. I suppose I suppose we should think about setting one up. And I said it in a really reluctant way because I thought, yeah, it's quite good, this, but... Ob- I've been. Obviously, there's no way I can be asked setting up a weekly therapy group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Britain's top journalist. I, know, I write about like, these things. I don't yeah. run them. And he just looked... At, my mate Dan just looked at me and just went, mate... The likes of us simply do not have the wherewithal to take on this kind of project. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. We'd be doing we go a to disservice. These things, we don't run them. Yeah, exactly. We'd make a right fucking mess of it. But if you are in London or the South East and you fancy it, <laughs> if, we, if we set one of these up, lives would surely be lost. Yeah, exactly. It would all backfire. <laughs> it's like get the dog. If you're going to set up an Andy's Bank Club, get the insurance. Yeah, get the insurance first. Well, you know, all that, going gonna back cost to you. the pet insurance, fucking hell. You know, I I had to spend a, a hell of a lot on Nelson's tail. That seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? That was near the beginning of oh, lockdown. Yeah. Is everything all right with that now? Yeah, I was looking at it just yesterday and thinking, fucking hell. At one point, Nelson, I was talking to him, actually, and I was like, mate, a few months ago, we thought that that tail was going to have to fucking come off. Seriously, we did. Do you remember? At one point, I was thinking... I remember, yeah. I fucking cut it off myself because they were going to charge me about a grand to cut cut it off, right? And I was like, this is ridiculous. And uh, we thought he was just going to have no tail at all. Now You should see his tail now. You wouldn't know anything could have been wrong. It's bushy, vibrant. It's got a lovely shine to it, body. Yeah. He's got, you know, it's got real life about it now. Nice and firm. Nice, firm tail. Well, what made me think of it, actually, while I was having a chat with him, is I actually trod on it. Um, <laughs> oh, which a while ago would have been real disaster, but he just, he just did, yeah, he just did a little, and then like he was all right again. And then I talked yeah. it over with him, and it was all right. <laughs> Mouse. <laughs> Mouse. <laughs> um. I'm trying to look for more life logistical questions on our Gmail account. There's one here, there's a one here and the title of it is Kiwi Cock Problems, but I'm not sure that oh, I oh, want to go into that. Yeah. Uh, something to do with New Zealand and penis surgery. Um, so we haven't got a solution for the one about seeing someone get tasered in the eye and getting it. I've got another, I mean, I do think, you know, I've often talked about not being triggered, but there's triggered and triggered, like... If you, <clears throat> I think if you find the right woman, then <laughs> then you can be triggered. But I think what what phases what fades as you get older, which I am grateful for. Right, mm. I'm. I mean, I'm not. That I don't. This is not something that gets me down. Quite the opposite. What I'm grateful for is that you are no longer readily triggered. I mean, you know, for many years. Between the ages of probably 13 and fucking whatever, I suppose to like 40 in my case, but it varies. Like, you, you, you know, it's a fucking burden because everything mm. triggers you. 
everything yeah. triggers you. You're being triggered non-stop, left, right, centre. Mm. In every TV show, there's someone. In some TV shows, there's several different characters, so there's you don't get any respite from one scene to the other. Like when yeah, you're exactly. A kid, when you're a kid, you're watching Neighbours. They're Neighbours visions. You watch Home and Away, right? Then in the evening, mm. you're watching EastEnders, right? Trigger, 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 trigger. And like, every, oh, no, oh, no, oh, fucking hell, it's non-stop, right? You go mm. out in the street, every single lesson, well, maths, oh, she's in that class. Oh, no. Trigger, 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 trigger. Oh, no, no, music. Oh, no, fucking burden, English, right? Walking down the street. Then you would get into working life. It can get even worse. It's just a nightmare. And then it stops. But it doesn't necessarily mean stop that you... Like mean that you can't get triggered in the privacy of your own home with the right woman. It just means you're not getting arbitrarily and randomly triggered by everything and anything, which can only be a good thing because it's like a lot of other things. When you talk about keep it simple, right? <laughs> keep it simple is like yeah, tr- keeping it. What's what's not keeping it simple is just being triggerable non-stop. But it's a hard thing to control. So if anything, mate. You should mm. think, count yourself lucky for seeing a man tasered in the eye, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Because I See, don't know what changed it for me. I think it was just age and, you know, becoming, happens, Hormones and becoming stuff. more subscribed to the just rest ethos, yeah. let's say, right? Yeah. But um, if I was younger and I'd seen a man triggered in the eye and it had just happened then, I would have been grateful for it. I would have, I would have certainly rather it had come at least 10 years um, earlier, at least earlier, maybe yeah. twenty. Give me some more serenity. Yeah, just it just frees up loads of time, headspace. Yeah, head loads sp- of headspace, <laughs> so I can focus on other things, logistical things, right? Like hoovering, yeah. or like this weekend. I, listen, this weekend I painted my daughter's bedroom with her. We did it together, and it was so hugely satisfying. Mm. And then at the end, and I've. I, Afraid I don't have the name here, so if you're listening, get in touch so I can give you a proper shout-out. But I tweeted last week that I was having some hoovering issues because I've got Henry Hoover, and a lot of mm-hmm. people swear by them, but I was becoming increasingly dissatisfied because mm. the traction on the actual... What do you call the actual the bit at the foot of the pipe that runs along the carpet? The, the head. The head, I guess, yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't. It was really hard to push, right? So you, it was like you right. had to fight with it. Have you ever had that situation where you're like having to actually wrestle with the Hoover to push not, it along the carpet? Not, not, not particularly. But I would say with the Henrys, the industrial version is tip top. But because I used it in our price back in the day, right? But the home version, it's not as strong. Okay, so anyway, I'm, I'm not that sure. I would recommend it. I got a huge amount of feedback when I mentioned this Hoover problem, mm. this Henry Hoover problem on. Uh, Twitter. Most people recommended other Hoovers, and they all fucking reckoned their own one was best. But probably, in case you're interested, the overall winner, I think, from about at least a hundred tweets I got back, mm. was this thing called the Shark, which I'd never I've heard got the of. Shark. Yeah, I've got the Shark. How do you, why rate did you it? Ask, ask? Why did you not ask me? I know. Why did you I do just, this I online just, poll? I, I didn't do, really do an online <clears> poll. I just tweeted, I've got a fucking Hoover problem. And then I've never had such a reaction to a tweet in my life. You could have just texted me, what's I the know. best Hoover? I, I, knew said, shark. I knew you'd And know. then you, you would have had to read through all those tweets. I knew you'd know. But I, I was Anyway, just this is what happened, right? So I was thinking, I don't really... Yeah, obviously the shark seems to be the best from what everyone said. But I'm not sure I'm at a stage where I actually need to buy a whole new Hoover. And then someone just tweeted me. 
and said, mate, all you need is one of these. Now, it was an attachment made for the head of a Henry Hoover, but it's not made by Henry. It's not official merch. Oh, right? it's Rogue. Yeah, yeah, it's Rogue. And it's this company that set itself up with various different uh, modding um, things for Hoovers, right? <laughs> so it's a bit like... like you remember that magazine? Was it called... What was it called? Max Power or something? It was about cars. About cars. Modifying your cars, Modifying yeah. cars. Yes, yeah, Max Power. I'm thinking, Sunderland. I'm thinking we should do that for Hoovers. We should publish a magazine about modding your Hoover, <laughs> right? And you could even run shows with girls in swimming costumes and stuff. Showing up. But this guy, um. amidst all the references to sharks and some people saying fucking Dyson, which they got a short yeah, shrift, off. I can tell you, like, fuck off with your Dyson, right? For various mm. reasons. Okay, and blah blah blah. One bloke said, "Give this a go, mate." It was about right. ten. It was about ten ninety nine, right? Right. So I thought, "Fuck mm-hmm. it, I'll take a chance." It arrived in two days, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't use it straight away because my usual hoovering day is I do a big hoover on a Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Do right. one really big hoover for the week. Yeah, thorough right? hoover. Yeah, thorough hoover. So I thought I'm going to save that up as a little treat for myself. Right? Yeah. But then I painted the room on Saturday and it took all day. But then yesterday I was doing the tidy up, right? Right. Pull up all the dust sheets. There's bits and bobs everywhere. Lots flakes, of debris. Flakes get the Hoover drunk. out. Right. It was a mess. Time. carpet. So I get the Henry Hoover out. And then I remember, still in its bag, I've got the fucking new Hoover. So I thought, right, let's see if this is all it's cracked up to be. Or that cunt on Twitter <laughs> owes me ten ninety nine, Right. Which I told him. I said to him, if this turns out to be shit, you owe me the yeah. money, right? Fucking stuck it on. It was like the it was it was the closest I could just it was the closest thing I could compare it to is the parting of the seas by Moses. Wow. It went wow. on. I had found the to say the least, for the last six months, my Henry Nehoover, I had found it lacklustre, right? Mm. Like, you really fucking got to go at some quite, you know, mid-level dust, right? You go, oh, Have you found yourself, thre- yourself threatening him? Yeah. Exchanging some crossed words with Henry? With Henry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had a right fucking you go fuck, at him. Better buck your fucking uh, ideas out uh, or you can fuck off. Uh, and don't fucking give me that look. Just staring back at me expressionless, you arrogant cunt. You know what you're fucking doing to me. Right. You know what you're doing to my fucking mind. You know what you're doing to my family. Look at the state of my You brought kidneys. my family into it. Never bring the family into it. It's not me. I can live with it. Well, look at that kiddie's bedroom. Right? There's <laughs> shit everywhere. The lads... The, you know the lad flicks bogeys all over his carpet? <laughs> it's disgusting. He's eight. It's what they do. <laughs> they really do, don't they? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was fucking furious and I said... I will fucking cut you, sunshine. I will cut you a new fucking arsehole. Don't worry about that. I've done it to other Ubers in the past, and I'll do it to you. And your Doris Hetty. Right? <laughs> there's no difference, is there, between Hetty the Hoover and Henry the Hoover? It's just marketing no, not bollocks. At all. Yeah. There's, there's no genitalia or anything like yeah, that, though. Right. So, anyway, she doesn't <laughs> Trust have... Me, I've looked. She doesn't have a, a sort of a vagina-shaped suction no. exhaust. Right, so... No. This fucking thing. I don't know what it's called. I'll take a picture and tweet it out. It fucking destroyed the post-decorating wow. debris. And I was like, this is amazing. Uh, I don't know. My, my family were like upset or offended. But I said to them, I said, I've got to be honest, this is probably 
in my top three experiences of 2020 so far. <laughs> they looked a bit yeah. fucked off. But yeah. it just was. It was fucking sensational, mate. And how I don't... can that? How can that attachment then do something that the actual official Henry isn't doing? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna look at, at the technology. But I, I remember 1099. I think that it's got its own motor inside of it, separate to the motor in the oh, Hoover. What for 1099? It's a mortar. You switch on the main Hoover, and at first it makes a normal Hoover sound. And then, after a few moments, right, a separate noise comes from the from the attachment head that goes like this. Something else kicks in. Like it fucking starts whirring like a maniac, right? And then you're like fucking out, and then you're fucking practically flying around behind it, fighting it like Harry Potter with his mental wand. (laughs) That's what I felt like. Like I'd lost control of a fucking wand but in Harry Potter. To, you managed to tame the beast, did you? Yeah, now it works for me. And <laughs> I'll be hoovering again today and probably the next day. I'm going to hoover yeah. the fuck out of this house. And it's not a very big house. And not every area is carpeted. Most of the downstairs is boards. So I haven't got that much to hoover. But I might start making yeah. a mess on purpose. Well, if you, do, if you do get the shark, it's got carpet and hard floor settings. Just saying. Uh, yeah, well, one day, I'm not saying that this is as good as getting a shark, but I tell you what, it was better than buying a whole new shark. Yeah. You should Do you know what I mean? You should definitely get the shark. But I will um, one day, That's yeah. it for this one, Sam. We've run out of time. Um, I've just been scrolling through week. some of our messages when... Yeah. And I'll just read out just to end on, because I couldn't find life logistics <laughs> questions, but I just found a comment from Ted on our Patreon account, which just simply said, I would buy a Nervous Lovemaker T-shirt. So <laughs> th- thanks for that, Ted. Well, I'll I'll think about... <laughs> that will be on sale by noon. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Yeah, it's a nice idea. Nervous <laughs> Lovemaker. <laughs> Great T-shirt. And also... Definitely. Really, I like to think that if um, Marvin Gaye had lived to a riper age than he did. Uh, Tragically, he was, you know, taken from us too young. Shot by his dad. Yeah. yeah, but I think if he'd got into, like, deeper into middle age, even he, a legendary lovemaker, would have become a nervous mm. lovemaker. Because I was yeah. my, I was a confident lovemaker as a younger man. Now I'm a nervous lovemaker. Yeah. And I think yeah. he'd... Well, and I like to think that he may have recorded an album, Marvin Gaye, Nervous Lovemaker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would have done. I'm nah. sure he would. There's still time for us to do it, I suppose. Yeah. You could have your nervous love mate a t-shirt and go out with your mate with his local hard man one on. Oh, by the Both way, of the, uh, that reminds spectrum. me as well. Um, our 12-inch should soon be coming out, our EP. Right. The video yeah. is almost complete for yeah. our first single off the EP, which is called Living Out Loud. It's yeah. fucking sensational. You're going to love it. Um, there may still be room for, for an extra ballad. If you are going to submit a ballad, think very seriously about calling that ballad Nervous Lovemaker. Oh, yeah. And if you want to listen to any track off the album Midnight Love or Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye, that's your guide. You, use that as your inspiration. Yeah. Right, can't add anything else to that, I don't think. Um, that's it for this one. We'll be back with more of the same next week see you to your friend dickheads see ya